Welcome to Whole Woman Health. I am your host, Bethany Gadvoice, certified registered yoga teacher. Discover the healer within. We will discuss women's health, all things yoga, self-healing, healthy aging, facing pain, but also what your deepest passions are, what makes your heart beat. Any deep connected topic is on the table of discussion. Join me. Welcome, Chaitanya, to Whole Woman Health Podcast. And today we are going to talk about um, your health experiences and kind of how you got into what you're doing for work now. So I'll have you introduce yourself. It's my understanding you do a lot with womb yoga, I believe you call it. Um, so if you'd like, if you could just give us, you know, a little bit of your background and what you're offering currently for what's kind of helped you on your health journey. Oh, fantastic. Thanks for having me. Um, well, yeah, my name's Chaitanya. I live on the East Coast in uh, New South Wales in Australia. Um, I'm a yoga teacher and I share really beautiful, gentle, womb-focused yoga for women. And um, my passion is helping women to reconnect with their wombs, to heal their wombs, to heal their pelvis. Um, I work with holistic pelvic care and birth healing, so I'm a body worker as well. So I do intimate body work with women who come to me for all kinds of reasons, healing before birth and after birth, um, through all sorts of period stuff and yeah and if anything's going on down there um, women find their way to me sometimes so it's really sacred work that I do and um, and I've found that my own healing journey um, not just led me to that work but really helped me to embody all of the things that I share with women so I feel really grateful for my healing journey even though it's been a hard journey and a long journey so I'm happy yeah. to be here to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I love that you call it sacred. I mean, I think we all know that that is what it is, but sometimes it takes a little time to realize or awaken to that. At least in my experience, I kind of connected postpartum. So it sounds yeah. like you, you come across, you know, all walks of life um, to get to that point. And it's amazing that you have, you know, this wisdom and knowledge and even hands-on to help, you know, women through these, these passages. Absolutely. Well, I feel like it's all about bringing the presence back to the sacredness of ourselves and the womb is really powerful um, at helping us come back to that sacred view of ourself but we have to get down there first. We're used to disconnecting from there and moving away from there because often it's like a little storehouse. It's a little womb room that we store all kinds of impressions that we've taken in in life and things that we haven't finished dealing with and processing. So we're used to walking away from those things that are hard and walking away from shame and, you know, all the disappointments and things that um, – that didn't come through like we wanted them to. So once we can turn back towards that and have ways of um, processing through that gracefully, um, then we can start to inhabit that place and have a different sense about ourselves. Yes, you said that mm. beautifully. That's so amazing. I admire that work so much. Mm. I only get into a little bit with prenatal, and but some things come up. Um, but would you mind sharing a little bit about what womb yoga might be? I don't know if many even are aware, especially in America, of, you know, what that even is. Could you just give a little, you know, insight into that kind of yoga? Absolutely. Well, to me, yoga is a lot more than just bending and stretching, although I love to get up in the morning and do my bending and stretching mm -hmm. um, and strengthening. But uh, for women, um, we, we cycle, you know, most, most women and um, some people that bleed cycle. And so we have these patterns that change over the month and we have needs that change over the month. And instead of 
overlaying a rigid um, routine on top of our changing needs, womb yoga encourages you to get back into connection with um, your inner world and what's going on in the inner world of the body, not just in the inner world of the mind, um, and actually feel into what the body needs and work from that place. So honouring your own cycles through your practice and using the womb as this powerful magnetic force that it is to draw your awareness down and stabilize that awareness really deep into your sacred self. So um, I found out years and years ago that in, um, in the Indian temples, the very innermost part of the temple where the deities are worshipped is called the Garba, and that means the womb. And it's like that sacred place where um, where the people can connect to that divinity. And it, it just strikes me as with no surprise, really. It's like that's inside all of us. That's where our babies come through. That's where our deep knowing is. Um, it's this sacred centre that we can connect to and that we can turn to for inspiration and then move from there. So yeah. I think our culture has traditionally um in modern times, I mean, not traditionally, traditionally, but in modern times, we've been responding to life all the time. We haven't been turning within and getting that inspiration from within and then acting. So I think come welcoming women back to their womb spaces reignites that uh, connection with that deep inner intuition, that deep inner knowing, so that then we get used to acting on that and taking our direction from that rather than um, just from the mind. Yeah. Right, right. And being more in tune with nature and living cyclically and our honoring yeah. our cycles, which I feel we've lost touch with that as a society. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think the- um, if you don't know something, then you can't really honor it. Right. You know? We well, you can you can sort of honor it with your mind in a way, but yeah, if you really know it in your body, if you really keep bringing your awareness back as a practice, then um, then you can really start to be in connection with it, and then you want to honor it. You know, you know that you need to honor it because it's so powerful and it's so rich. Right, and so I guess this would be a good time to kind of ask about, you know, those with busy lifestyles, and I kind of just got out of more of a corporate, you know, environment type of job and that kind of living. And it was hard to live in a cyclical way with that sort of type of culture, you know? So Mm. I've been slowly easing into the more feminine way of living with more time. Um, So what would you recommend for those who feel like they are so busy and, you know, they can't add another thing into their schedule you know what I mean yeah absolutely um I think that this is exactly what womb based yoga practices are great for because um we can start to use that morning routine um that's just so great for connecting with the cycle of the day um to go within and start to practice and learn about ourselves so You know, even if it's as simple as you know that you're bleeding, so you'll go gentler on that time and um, you won't go upside down and back the front and, you know, every which Mm -hmm. way you just let yourself rest into that space and have a more meditative and more restorative practice. And then, you know, you can track yourself through the month and you can say, oh, well, now now I'm building blood. I've finished bleeding so I can do, I can work with my digestion a bit more and do some more twists and things. And so... It's a practice of learning about yourself again and learning to honour yourself again and reconnecting. I guess it's a lot about reconnecting. Right, and listening to the body. I think when we're, well, I know from my own experience actually, when when we're living in an unbalanced way um, over time, we we think that we're resilient and we think that we're capable and we think that we're nourished and all these different things, but actually we're disconnected from our body more. And so it's so much easier to miss the body's messages. Yeah. yeah. And I've lived that as well. <laughs> I think there's so many of us. I think the, the way that we're um, 
the way that we're eating and the way that we're living and, you know, the, the stuff that's in the foods and in the water and, you know, it's, it, it all has taken apart our foundation and, um, and we've got these shaky foundations, but we feel great, you know, like we're probably pumped up on coffee and we're pumped up on our dreams and we're excited about things and, you know, we feel healthy and, but actually if, if you stop and if you start going within, then you can start to listen to the body and hear what she needs. And, and also if you bring in the people that know about the body, you know, the Chinese medicine practitioners or the Ayurveda practitioners or a really good holistic doctor and get your blood work done and all of that and then actually come back to the reality of what's going on in this body and what does she need. Right. Yes. And I'm currently in Ayurveda training. I'll be going through the rest of the year and it's, it's been incredible. I love it. It's definitely a lot to digest, you know, literally and through learning. Um, But it it sounds like you have that as part of your background as well. Um, The Ayurveda, is that right? Uh, It's, it's right to a degree. I, um, I trained one-on-one with a, with a healer who is an Ayurvedic practitioner and, um, and learnt body work mostly and a little bit of medicine making. Mm-hmm. So um, that really got me into Ayurveda probably about 13 years ago. So I've just been doing my own studies and I'm doing a bit of study online at the moment. So, yeah, I'm, I, I'm aware of the Ayurvedic principles and I know that for women um, – and for all people, like calming that vata, calming that wayward energy is really the most important thing, especially with um, healing the womb. It's always a disturbance of vata and it's always we always need to calm it and go deeper and get the energy flowing nice and deep and slowly and calm, yeah, calm the right. farm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And because childbirth is such a, vata energy with you know all of that downward necessary downward energy but then after you're kind of still out there and it's I don't even think many women are aware of how to kind of tie themselves back in and get back into the center of their body and ground like I certainly didn't so part of why I'm here is through my experience but now I'm learning sort of later wow, that's what happened. And that's why I felt the way I felt. So it's really profound. Um, All of the options out there, it's just a matter of bringing awareness. Yeah. Yeah. These really old cultures, they, um, they practiced what they preached for thousands of years. And um, yeah, so the medicine is really true and it's still really applicable these days. And yeah, it really, it almost breaks my heart, you know, that thing about the postpartum care. And um, I'm glad that we're coming back to it now in the West because, yeah, the energies really do get blown away at the birth time for the mama and for the baby. It's such a huge, huge change and a huge earth-shaking event, you know. So we need to um, keep the mama warm and keep the baby warm and you can use lots of warm oils and eat really easy-to-digest foods and, yeah, get get snug you know get all snug (laughs) stay in the bed yeah don't get cold yeah because we we are we we know that um we're strong as women you know because because of our experience we know that we're strong and we know that we're resilient but we're actually very vulnerable too and uh, and I think admitting that is um is you know gives us more strength so to know when you're vulnerable you know you're vulnerable when you're bleeding Right. Because you're so open and, and those that coldness and the disturbance and other people's energies can get in really deep. And then we're vulnerable when we birth and we're vulnerable um, when we're grieving, you know, like when, when we're going through really hard times. Uh, it's really important to come back to these foundational practices and, yeah, nourish ourselves to, and take a break. Yeah. Right. And knowing yeah. that asking for help or resting is not a weakness and I think like you said that's kind of coming back a little bit with the postpartum care but for women in general to not always be the one doing everything every single day to have that downtime or no one to say this is what I need right now or for however long and be okay and not have that guilt kind of settling in (laughs) 
Totally. Yeah. 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 But how, how do we know what we need if we don't practice going within and slowing down to listen to the body? Because the body moves slower than the mind and the spirit, you know, and we're caught up in this fast world. Yeah. But we really need to slow our way down into the body uh, before we hit the postpartum, you know. I had a client who told me that she was she was having a great life and a great pregnancy and it was like she was driving down the freeway at 100 miles an hour, you know, and then she hit the birth and the postpartum and it was like going from 100 miles to zero mm-hmm. and it was such a huge shock on the body. And um, if she's like, if only I'd slowed down in that pregnancy time, you know, and that's a really wonderful opportunity to get really juicy and um, and rest and know that slowing down and resting and asking for help is a ways that you show your baby that you care. Right. You know, yeah. So I really, in my work, I really promote deep resting with yoga nidra and it's been a practice that um, really, really, really helped me when I was um, recovering from my um, unbalanced way of living and, and rebuilding my um, deficiencies and my shaky foundations. It was so important. So, yeah, do you use yoga nidra in your practice, Bethany? I do. It's been some yeah. time just with, you know, learning all of the new things in Ayurveda and, you know, Not you sure. learn so much that you're, you're trying everything out. But I do some sort mm. of meditation of some form. But um, my previous 200-hour teacher used to do these beautiful yoga nidras with us and we could purchase them for later and they would put me in a really good place (laughs) so I have them to fall back on um you know when I take the time out there I love that practice for sure Mm. um I might just explain yeah explain a little about yoga nidra because it's something that I really wanted to chat with you about today and share for the listeners yoga nidra yeah it's a it's a great practice of yoga because you get to lie down while you do it (laughs) so that that's awesome it's always a bonus so you prop yourself up nicely and then um and then you go on a little I like to say like a little pilgrimage around the sacred sites of the body because there's these power places in the body that hold a lot of energy um some of them are the joints um other ones are powerful energy points a little bit like how the chinese doctors use acupuncture points so Mm -hmm. indian medicine has points like that too called marama points and um so they're like powerful junctions where a lot of energetic movement is happening and then in the physical body a lot of physical movement so it might be crossing over of veins and arteries and bones and joints and things there's a lot going on so like in these in these little points in the body there's a lot going on in our world and we're always focused on the outside so our energy is always coming up to the eyes and out with the senses and scanning around i think we take in 20 million pieces of information a second or something crazy like that and then we digest that and filter it into our reality so there's a lot of stuff going on so just like our eyes are focused outwards, all of the energy in these marama points are focused outwards too. It's this sensory prana. Mm -hmm. So what we do in yoga nidra is we lie down, we take some nice deep breaths and we get cozy and make sure that we're warm. And then we start taking a tour and we go down onto the feet and, uh, excuse me, uh, we tune in with some points there and we bring our focus there and we bring our breath there. And we just be with that place. We try and let go of everything else and just bring the focus to one place on the body. And if you imagine it like a flower, a lotus, once we're gazing at that lotus and we're gazing and we're gazing and just being with that place on the body, she starts to gently close up and drop within and the energy just sinks down into the body and then we move up to the next point. So we might go to the ankle next and then the back of the leg and then up to the knee And we're taking time and we're just using breath and focus and just being really still and just gently focusing. And at each of these marama points, the energy just starts to sink deep into the body and withdraw. And so as we go around the body, we're withdrawing the energies and that connects to the different organ systems and the different functions of the body and the different uh, sensory perceptive centers. And we slowly make our way around until 
all of those eyes that were facing outward drop down into the depths of the body and it's a bit like a uh, combination lock. So mm. as we're going around, we're just unlocking these gently, all these different centres, all these different functions of the body that's so used to being focused outwards. And then as we get to the end of the pilgrimage, our energy can just really drop down deep within and we find that we can sink even deeper than um, what we do in a regular rest or a sleep because we've unlocked all of that outward-facing energy. And then I like to think of it like um, like that there's a beautiful dark river inside. And um, I know the Chinese medicine people say that uh, there's a river that runs between the womb and the heart and they call mm -hmm. it the ocean of blood. Yeah. And so I feel like we sink down into this deep ocean or this deep river and we can just rest there. And it's like that font of um, immortality or something. It's like you're just in this nectar yeah. and you're awake, but your your body is kind of deeply asleep in a way. And this is where this deep nourishment happens. Yeah. And this is where these old things can just wash away on that river. And yeah. yeah, that we can do that processing, that deep processing that's that's not conscious, you know, and it, we we give ourselves that pause, that sacred pause to um yeah, to really turn within, which our culture is totally lost. So restoring these things, restoring these things is um it's our own responsibility now because nobody's going to guide us really, you know. <laughs> In the right. culture, the culture is not going to tell us how to rebuild right. our foundations. They're too busy telling us what work we should be doing and, you know, how much money we should give them or something. So, right. yeah, so this yoga nidra practice, it's, it's, I think it's some of the best medicine for the modern world. I really, yeah. really firmly believe that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you described it so beautifully and to be honest, listening to your voice, I kind of could just tap in for a minute and be like wow this is <laughs> like a yoga nidra listening to you yeah <laughs> um but I do recall uh, my teacher saying how therapeutic it is it's you know it's that deeply deep therapeutic healing yeah and well it's almost, in the sorry oh I was, I was just gonna say it's almost like yeah. sensory like you said bringing everything in instead of external so you're yes. directing all of the sensors, sensor, senses inward and letting those points kind of have time to do what they're designed to do when they're not doing all these other busy busyness. Yeah. Yeah. Life wasn't always so busy and it, our bodies can't operate. They can't, they can't keep operating at that busy speed. They, um, they start to malfunction, you know, they're not, they're not robots. Okay. You know, and we look at sometimes I think we look after our cars and our phones and things better than we look after our bodies. So, yeah, well, finding, and, yeah. And women tend to take care of everyone else. And oh, of course. Last. Yeah. Well, yoga nidra is great because you can do a short yoga nidra practice in maybe 20 minutes and, um, and it'll give you about three hours of rest. So as well as that deep processing, like you said, that deep, um, that deep healing time. So it's, um, it, it can be prioritized, you know, you can find 20 minutes to do a yoga nidra. You can optimize it by doing it uh, between about 11 and one in the, um, in the late morning is a really great time where you can uh, use the, I don't know, the cyclical energies of nature, they, they have a cycle too during the day. So when we, when we get up in the morning, it's great to get up and do some exercise, you know, just like the birds, they get up and sing mm -hmm. and then, you know, have some breakfast and do your work. There's like a pattern um, that, that nature gets behind you if you, get, if you get on with that pattern. And then by the end of the day, when the sun's setting, that's when we're meant to be setting and we're meant to put our phones down and have dinner with our family and start to get all cozy and go on the downward path towards sleep. Right. But since we've become uncoupled from those rhythms, 
um, we just keep going and going or we do things at random times and um, then we're sort of on our own. We don't have nature backing us or we don't have our own cycle backing us. So it's much more powerful if we're in sync, if we're aligned. That's yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Oh, that makes me want to do a yoga nidra now. So do you offer, (laughs) I know you offer classes out where you're located. Do you have any of those um, online as classes either recorded or live? I've got a great yoga nidra online that everyone can download for free on my website. So it's wombtempleyoga.com. So, yeah, do get into it. It's got a beautiful set of points. It's different from the usual set that people use. Um, And I find it gives a really deep um, withdrawal. And so the perfect time to do this too is when you've got your period. It's because that's like the natural time when our energy wants to draw within and it's trying to draw within. And so you can just jump on that bandwagon and go really, really deep and get some really great healing and some really great rest. Yeah. But I also use it like if I wake up at night or I can't get to sleep, I do my yoga nidra points because I know them in my head now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't, I never get all the way through before I fall asleep. So it's really great for that too if you have sleep problems or if you're going through a hard time in your life. It, it can really be a crutch that can help you get through Um but one that will keep helping you build your foundations, not one that will deplete you, you right. know, like most of the crutches we use, yeah, in the That's modern right. world. Yep, you can yeah. it with that one. So <laughs> I'll put the I'll put your link when I post, but I'm gonna Great. use yeah. your Nidra for my next um cycle. So That's oh fantastic. Exciting. That's so great. Yeah, yeah. I have a really long one too. So if anyone wants to shoot me a message they can I can send them a, a 40 minute one as well so oh beautiful yeah. I'll be asking yeah. you for that yeah sure <laughs> all right so we covered no yoga nidra and now mm. I believe you did want to also discuss like pelvic health and what women could do even at home right like self-massage or did you want to get into that at this point sure I'd love to yeah that'd be great so um when I was when I was teaching women's yoga and and I had a background as a healer, um, women started to come and see me about their pelvic health and um, what was going on in their cycles and things. And it was great. We would do some work and I'd give them some yoga practices to do at home. But I was always wondering what was going on in there, like what's going on with the pelvic floor or what are they holding in there? But I didn't really know. I was sending them to pelvic physios and then um, – her pelvic physios are great um but I thought wow if only I could learn how to do that and so I went and trained with a beautiful woman from um, Portland called Tammy Lim Kent yes and um well she wrote this her work. are you well aware of it that's fantastic I have her uh, book right on my shelf <laughs> great yeah I've got it here somewhere too it's all ragged and haggard I love it. Um, So the book's called Wild Feminine and um, Tammy also has a really great one for mothers called Mothering from Your Center. Mm -hmm. And uh, her work is really profound. She's a pelvic physiotherapist um, who's a really great healer. She can see the energy and she's she's spot on with her healing work. And so she developed um, this way of working with women holistically in the pelvic space. So it's in um, in a massage, like in the yoni, in the vagina, um so it's it's looking at the way that the pelvic floor is working but it's also bringing the powerful presence of the woman down into the womb space or into that whole um yoni space and tuning into what's being held there emotionally because we do we hold so much emotions in there and then that affects the way that we hold in our body so if you think about something that makes you feel uptight your body clenches up, you know, but if you think of uh, lying down in a warm, cozy bed or getting into a bath or something, you can feel your tissues start to release and relax. So working um, working with your own uh, yoni or your own vagina, uh, exploring the tissues in there, um, it's a really interesting experience. Um, it's an educational experience. It's just an experience unlike, it's not like sex, it's not like a clinical medical experience um, because 
you or if you come and see a practitioner like me, there's so much caring there and there's so much presence there and we move so slowly and we move with um, with awareness, with consent, you know, and we're, we're checking into the different places. Uh, it's as simple as just popping a finger inside and just checking into one side. Maybe you might like to squeeze around your finger and see if you can get some um, some squeeze and some release and breathing into there, just going slowly and feeling in like, what do I feel here? Right. You know, how does this make me feel? And like moving around a little bit, like, oh, there's a bit more tension there. Let's feel into that. Let's breathe into that, you know, like a bit of a yoga practice. Like let's be curious with that. Let's take that to its edge and see what it feels like. Ooh, let's back it off again and let's breathe into there and like, oh, I feel some tears coming up or I feel some, you know, maybe a memory of the birth or, yeah, or scars, you know, like play with your scars. I really, really want women to know that it's so important to touch your scars and play with your scars if you had a tear if you had a cesarean, um, if you had an episiotomy, um, let's bring awareness back to the scars and touch them, roll them, press on them, squeeze them, and let's breathe with them. Like let's stay with it and be really present Mm -hmm. because when we bring our presence and our breath and our touch there, it's such a powerful combination. And the tissues are holding things for you and they, they want you to look at those things. Um, and they want to let go and come back to normal again, you know, like the body doesn't want to be tense and <laughs> all crooked and, yeah, hobbling around. It, it wants to come back to centre. Like we have this innate um, sense of centre and coming back there is a natural thing, but we're holding ourselves out of centre in all these different ways so that we can cope so that we can manage because some things are just too big to um, unpack all at one time. But if we bring a little presence to them now and then, then it becomes a lot easier and the the weight starts to lift off you. And then you find that um, you might get, uh, you know, better pelvic floor um, contractions and releases. You might uh, have less problems with this or, you know, less leakage or whatever it is, you know, it's, it's good to explore it yourself. And um, if you can find a practitioner who's doing some sort of holistic um, pelvic body work, um, go and see them if you, if you feel brave. You know, you've got to feel a little bit brave to go and approach somebody to um, get them to help with your pelvic problems or disconnection, you know, or even if you just want to explore it and you don't feel like you have any problems. Um, but I, I'll just let you know that it's such a really positive experience. Like the women that come and see me, I haven't had any complaints about, you know, them feeling awkward or, you know, it's, it's a really, um, powerful experience of being present in your own, um, foundation there. And it helps you come back into presence, uh, whether it's working with a practitioner or just working on your own or with your partner, you know, if you've got a loving partner who's willing to help. Um, it's, it's just a matter of having your partner just pop a finger there of two fingers, you know, and just holding right? and just give it time. Like we're so quick to, you know, we've, we've been in train to be very fast, but if we can slow down to the speed of the body, we can, um, find out what's held in those tissues. Yeah. And then once, once we look at it, it kind of changes it, it can disappear, it can move, or we can bring bring um, our imagination into it and imagine that some beautiful water is flowing through there or, you know, that you're smudging it out in there. Like there's some great exercises in, um, in that wild feminine book, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, you've, you've got it all within you, you know, you've got 10 fingers and an imagination and a yoni. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Have an explore, like start to come back to, we need to come back to these bodies. Yeah. We've, we've, unintentionally sort of drifted away from them and got busy and um yeah if we coming back to the yoni is a great way to come back to the body because it grounds you it's our feminine foundation you know it's right there in the core so yeah really yeah such a wisdom (laughs) right there that was beautiful I just kind of tapped in with you and I I did see a pelvic PT 
postpartum and it was very similar to what you described and I felt very comfortable and I did some of my own self-care and I yeah similar to Nidra I've kind of explored other things but I I think you're right like to be okay because you do have to be a bit brave and you have to get around some of the shame that's been instilled for decades and just say it's completely okay and healthy and why wouldn't you care for you know your vagina and your feminine area the same way your shoulder you know I've heard many compare you get a shoulder injury you go to PT you you know you get it taken (laughs) care of and how many women suffer in silence and they think it's normal and there's actually a lot out there but it's not as mainstream and Mm. like you said finding maybe more holistic because they're even like the vaginal steaming and all these other things that maybe seem strange or like oh what's that that's weird but in reality this has been going on for you know generations and so many other cultures do this and it's it's what they do like monthly and that's just okay and normal yeah they think it's weird that we don't do it right (laughs) (laughs) and rightly so you know it's like we've forgotten so much in our culture unfortunately you know there's yeah, but we can start to start to try some of these things out because it's so important to to feel healed in your foundations, you know. And the other thing that I wanted to touch on was that another thing that was really primary in my healing was um, was getting my diet sorted, you know, mm-hmm. and coming to terms with the fact that I was incredibly deficient, even though I thought I was so nourished, yeah, <laughs> and I wasn't. Yeah, I was. Um, I had bad digestion and I was a vegan for a very long time and I was a drinker previous to that. And so altogether that made, you know, that made me not really take in the goods from my food. Mm-hmm. And so looking at that and getting onto some slow cooked stews with some red meat and lots of greens and things and, um, you know, having all my bloods done and looking at what I was deficient in. And yeah, I think that like the physicality of the body, like the body knows how to heal, but it can't do it without all the right ingredients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was reading this thing yesterday in, in an Ayurveda book and he was saying um, about the power of herbs, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that herbs are so powerful for healing, but that Western medicine hasn't been able to prove it because they're not working with people in their tests that have proper lifestyle and proper foundations and you know they're not doing all the practices that support the healing with the herbs you know it's like our body knows how to do things but she's operating with limited stores you know she doesn't have all the ingredients so make sure you work out what ingredients your body actually needs and um, what you can actually digest because uh, you'd know from your Ayurveda training that if you can't digest something, it doesn't matter how organic it is or how fresh it is, it's just going to turn into toxic waste in your body, you know. Right. Then you've got to deal with that. Yeah. yeah. I've had women that they're saying, but but my friend gave me this huge bag of organic greens. I'm like, well, cook them, like put them in a stew, like if, if it's making you bloated. You know, if it's making you slow or whatever, if it's doing something nasty to your body, then it's then it's a weight on your system. So find out what 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 nutrients you can get in really easily and um, get onto them and eat them a lot and rebuild those foundations because I think we're we're a bit shaky in the West with our foundations, our generation of of people, especially mm-hmm. women, because it takes a lot of blood to build a baby you know, and a lot of blood to to nurse a baby. And so that's coming out of our blood, that's coming out of our bones, that's coming out of our resources. And the the our bodies will always nourish the baby first, you know. Right. And that leaves us very empty as women and that's why we get all of these problems um, post-birth and, I mean, it's not it's not the only reason, but it is a big reason why um, why women get a lot of health problems after birth, after subsequent births, and it puts you on this track that leads to the hospital, and you don't want to end up in the hospital, you know, having surgery and having hysterectomies and things like that because it's just not a great way. It just leads to more hospital. 
you know and hospitals great if you need it you know it's, it's great but you don't you don't want to walk down that path for for 30 years or something towards the hospital and you could be walking on a different path just getting more and more nourished getting more and more aligned getting more and more juicy getting more connected you know having these great relationships with your family and your your work and everything you want to be on that path you don't want to be on the snitchy sort of depleted angry hot you know depleted no no energy you know that path that leads to to surgery you know and and all sorts of womb problems yeah yeah stay off that path yeah (laughs) (laughs) and you know it takes a bit of work to cross to cross the paths but what I'm what I'm talking about today is you know do yoga nidra eat your eat your stew do your yoga connect in with you know find the joy find what makes you feel good in your root and in your in your womb and find that find that guidance from within and you know look to people who are wise and who know about the body who know about yoga who know about Ayurveda you know all the different um, people in our communities and that helps you get across onto that good path again and make sure that you really stick on that path you know because then life gets better and better that's right right because So what you just said spoke to me on many levels because postpartum, I breastfed and became deficient because I Mm -hmm. wasn't aware that how to support my body and I, you know, nursed on demand and it took all of my, like I became so depleted and deficient. I developed like a thyroid issue and all of that. But now in retrospect, I see that I wasn't supported. I gave everything to my son, which I, you know, I'm grateful that I could do that. But now I've been building every ever since and yeah. I'm still building. And yeah, it takes kind of those wake up calls to be like, oh, you know, I want to go on the path you just described of yeah. enjoying life and nourishment and having, you know, fulfilling relationships where you're not just drained and you feel like I have no energy and you don't want to go down the other the other way so I appreciate how you shared that yeah no problem yeah and I just want to emphasize and re-emphasize from what you said that it we are very depleted as a you know generation in the west and it is a marathon to get back onto that path you know it's not a quick fix it's a lot it's of been, work it's you know it's it's taken our whole life to get this screwed and we've got to we've got to work hard and it doesn't have to be that hard but it's it's continuous you know we've got to you got to eat that good food every day you've got to get up and move your body every day you've got to rest every day you know you've got to you've got to dedicate yourself it's a marathon it's not a sprint and um it's the sad and sorry truth of it it takes a lot of time yeah but but it does make your life get better and better like from the get-go you know you still have hard days but it does like every day because you are you're you're coming you're using practices that strengthen your foundations and they guide you forward, you know, and you connect to your womb and you know what to do next and you have great boundaries and it just keeps getting better. But, yeah, it takes takes time. Like I'm still doing it. I'm still eating some stews, you know, not as many as I used to. And I'm still being careful with, with, you know, my choices. You just got to keep making good choices and keep coming back. Keep coming back, yep. But I would say it's more worth, so it is hard work and it's effort and, you know, it's money and all of that, but it's more worth yeah. investing in that now. And, you know, that's a lifestyle that you keep yes. doing instead of kind of, you know, the alternative where it's yes. easier. It seems easier in the it moment, does. but later on you kind of pay for it. You pay for it when you're older, yeah. When you hit, yeah. like, the check comes in at menopause. If you haven't got your check yet, <laughs> yep. wait till menopause, you know. That's that's that next big transition. And um, if you don't have uh, resources, if you don't have blood, and if you've been living on the back of your adrenals all that time, well, mm-hmm. after menopause you need your adrenals to make your hormones. And if they're all depleted and dried up, then you're going to have some serious problems. And 
you know, Western medicine isn't very great at offering many solutions about that so yeah, far. Yeah. You know? I know. So get nourished now, put in the hard work yeah. um, w- at whatever age you're at now, you know, even if you're listening and you're after menopause, these are all still things that you could um, have go at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the w- one thing I'll add from my Ayurveda training is yeah. my teacher will always say every class that, you're more than what you, you eat, you're what you digest. And that's pretty much what you were alluding to that even if you are taking in those nutrients, you have to be able to absorb them. So that's an yeah. important point of long work as well. It's not just eating salads for a week, especially if they're cold. We know Absolutely. now how important warmth is and you know that yes. blood building and um, we could talk about that all day, but we are getting further along. So I think this has been incredibly enriching and profound, and I love everything that you've shared. Um, so I, I would like to, I wouldn't want to end. I'd like to continue, but maybe we'll oh, me do too. another one down the road. So sure. I would say to end, what kind of advice would you give to those where this information is very new, um, where it may seem Mm. overwhelming, you know, like what's the simple kind of beginner way to get into these types of practices and, you know, something that's accessible and attainable and sustainable. Sure. Great question. (laughs) I love it. Um, When you wake up in the morning, take some deep breaths, you know, don't rush out of bed. And just pop your hands over your womb down low on the body and try and smile down to her. We can do it now. Yeah, let's do it. And just um, so place your hands down low and just start to use your breath. Take a nice deep breath in. (sighs) And use your breath to drop down. Imagine that you can drop down, down, down towards that womb. And it might take a few breaths or more before you feel like you settled down there. Just see if you can feel or imagine your energy sinking down there. Just connecting with her. It might be something you've never even done before or thought of. You can send a little smile down there on your breath. Just check in, just be there with her for however long. If it's just a few breaths, if it's a little while longer, you could speak something to her if you felt like it. Say hello. Say, I want to reconnect with you. I want to know you. What have you got to show me? Help help guide me through the day, you know, she's your deep intuition in there. Notice how she calms you down. As she pulls you down, draws you in. And then we could stay here forever, I think. That would be nice. But just gently coming back to the hand on the body, gently pressing, gently holding. Maybe walk that hand up, feel the breasts, feel that heart center. Giving yourself a little hug. Just letting yourself know, like, I'm okay just as I am. You know, might have these grand ambitions to run a marathon across to the path that goes over the hills and under the rainbow, you know, but <laughs> I'm okay, you know, we'll, we'll make it through today. And 
yeah, thankful to be here in this body. So just tune in in the morning. That would be my advice first thing in the morning. Just beautiful. Thank you. Then see what happens. Yeah. (laughs) No worries. Mm. all right that's perfect because it's simple you know start small and simple and and then it kind of will grow and flourish on its own that's it yeah you'll find your guidance within you know look to look to some people who know about health and the body and diagnostics and things but also look within yeah and and go within so you can go to my website and download a deep rest yoga nidra and a, a womb journey meditation. And then you've got two things that can guide you, you know, if you're unsure and you can experience how to drop deep within the body and rest, you know, and there's heaps of information on my website too. So have a look if you want to learn more about blood building foods and routines and things. So. I love it. I was looking at it. I, I've checked it out a couple of times. I'm like, I, maybe I need to get in touch with you for myself (laughs) um so that so again you can be found at womb that's w-m-o-m-b temple yoga uh, dot com and you do have some online offerings or is that all more in person with just a few like online i'm open i'm open to doing some online sessions it's not my focus but i am open to it so if you feel drawn to reaching out to me i'm there for you yeah, I, but I do I do a lot that. of work in person, a lot of body work and things. So, yeah, but um, and yeah, there's heaps of resources there. So jump on in. Yeah, it's wonderful. So thank you. I would say this has been an incredible episode, and I thank you again for your time and your whole woman wisdom. Mm. And if, if there's anything else you'd like to mention or end with, then we can tie it up here. Sure. Um, I just want to say that with my healing process, I had to humble myself to the needs of my body. Yeah. And I think that contemplating that because we we have a lot of um, rich ideas and, you know, things that we think we need. But, yeah, humbling ourselves to what the body really needs and, um and what she really says and what she's really holding. So I hope that you can um, find your way to understanding your body and, yeah, what she's trying to say to you. I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you, well, thank you, Thank you, Titania, again so very much. And till yeah. next time, keep, yeah. it, keep it continued. Lovely. Okay. Lots of love. Right. Thank Take you. Take care. Bye. 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 If you enjoyed this episode of Whole Woman Health, please leave feedback. I hope to see you next time. Thank you for listening.